think it's been more a force for harm than for good. One of the most virulent spiritual poisons ever administered to a disaster-prone planet. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Bangkok's premier podcast. That's the podcast that uses verbage such as unversed, hypnagogic, rusty. <laughs> it's funny you said hypnagogic, right? Is it gogic or gogic? Do you know what that is, James? Gogic. A hypnagogic jerk. Do you know what that is? I know, but... Do you know when you fall asleep and you go like that? Oh shit, I have that a yeah, lot. Yeah, I get it a lot. But I get yeah, it just during it the daytime now. You get it so much. Because, oh, yeah, it's probably, <laughs> probably for a number of reasons. But, um, yeah, so I get it at work sometimes. I'll just be like that and I go, Ooh. and people like, look at me and they're like, what just happened then? I don't know if I've got some kind of neural... Is it something to do with your nervous system? Is your nervous yeah. system too <laughs> nervous? nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that off? That's off some of it. It's a quote from Iggy Pop in the 1980s. He said, um, uh, it had been interviewed, he said, in, in the 1970s, my nervous system was too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy Pop. Have you seen him recently? You not, know, he's always had a cracking body, hasn't but, he? Yeah, but he's got this, this one platform shoe now, hasn't he? Because he's always had, like, one leg longer than the <laughs> yeah, other. Or something, or something wrong with his spine. Too much uh. performance on stage. But he has, if you watch him live, he has one sole much higher than the other. Um, he wears one platform <laughs> yeah. shoe, which is... quite a common thing. There's a few... He's, he's just starting to get this yeah. sort of breast group droop now. There's, there's a guy. <laughs> he's got little titties. Have you seen that? The, the meme and it's Jennifer Aniston. It's, uh, His belly. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that, it's Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy Aniston. Yeah. Look at his hair, it's, it's immaculate, isn't hair, it? Like, yeah. What a wonderful head of hair. A living got. legend yeah. is Iggy Pop. A living legend. Yeah. Um, I- Iggy Pop gets his song free to help Peter and Cruel Experiments on Monkey. <laughs> Stop the Cruel Experiments on Iggy Pop. <laughs> have you seen him play? Like, I have seen him live, yeah. Have you? Yeah, I saw yeah, him live at, um, I think at Leeds, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Leeds saw... or Chelmsford, one of those V festivals. And, uh, oh, Leeds. Yeah. Leeds. Yeah. Reading Leeds. Yeah. Reading Leeds. Reading Leeds or... Um, Chelmsford Leeds, I think, was the first what one. What year would that be? Oh, 95, 96. Cool. Something Do you like that, yearn yes, I saw for the 90s? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I, sorry, where, where did you see him? Sorry. I, I, I saw him at Tea in the Park. Yeah, and that must have been about 2000 or 2001. Mm-hmm. And he, he had this album released called Beat Em Up. Right. And it was not his best work, to be honest. What was, on, was there anything of note on it? Passenger was on it? No, no, no I was far... That was back in the 70s, was it? early 80s, like, I think, Passenger. Right? Passenger was yeah. 1977, recorded yeah. in Berlin, yeah, produced by David Bowie. That's right, on, it was uh, that, yeah. um, Lust was, was for that, Life was the album. Was, it, was yeah. that just after they'd finished, um, you know, 
heroes having sex with each other. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I read the book and apparently, like, I think it was either Iggy or, or Bowie just sort of stood in front of him and he had his like this schlong out or something like that. And uh, I think they took it from there. Who, what, they're like, comparing schlongs? No, no, they, no, they had a relationship, didn't they? Who, a sexual who relationship. This, uh, who wrote it? Like, who, who uh, witnessed it? Was, it, was a, it was a biography, but I think it was unofficial. Of, it was of a Iggy. hatchet job. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I think, yes, yeah, it's, it's well known that they did do that. What, what is it um, one of the Stone, Rolling Stones said about... Oh, it? yeah, like, it was, a, it was um, Keith Richards was asked, like, uh, so you and Mick have obviously shared a lot of women during the, the years, like, you know, did you ever just cut out the, the lady and just end up fucking each other? <laughs> and he was like, God, no, I would, I would rather fuck a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> Some nice puddles, to be fair. Yeah, but, yeah. at least they're wet. Yeah, exactly. uh, and I think if you sort of laid Mick Jagger down horizontally, his face would look like a puddle, wouldn't it? <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, do you, do you ever yearn for the nineties? Were they such a fucking great time? Yeah. Speaking of like a current time as well with COVID and stuff, man. Oh, I fucking love the nineties. Yeah. I just finished school, man. Shit was on the what was on the radio? I can't remember. The further now. you TLC get away from it, the more you pine for it. You know, like yeah. as time goes by. You, you know, as the years go by, you think, "Fuck, the nineties were great." Do you remember the nineties with some fondness, Jimmy? I do. I, yeah, I. The music, the fucking, the the way everyone felt—it was just such a great time, man. It really was. I used to go swim in the lake every day when I broke up from school, and um, yeah. I mean, that's what people still do that now. But the, we didn't have. It's pre nine eleven, you know that yeah. was the. It was really pre-computer games as well. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had Tony I Hawk and shit, didn't you? phone numbers and stuff. You yeah. Know, like. I used to play sensible soccer on the PC yeah. and kick yeah. off and uh, all those things. Yeah, yeah and remember, yeah, in fact, we, we've discussed manager. it on this podcast yeah. before. Like, my dad used to drop me off fishing mm. at like 7am in the morning and come back and pick us up at 5pm. Really? And there's no phones or anything, so you just say, right, you're going to be there mm-hmm. at That's 5 p.m. And if and, uh, you know. and I can imagine you'd be awful at that. One. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, probably uh, my timekeeper. No, no, right. Just, just, just to put this to rest. Yeah. My timekeeping is so bad because it's so good at work that I just everything else just has to uh, come second. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, man, and yeah. So, if you're listening now, so well, well, firstly, this, this be... is a two p.m. podcast, um, and we finally got rolling. I think it's nine p.m. Yeah, so that speaks so, to my. Um... Yeah, there's there's Mickey's timekeeping <laughs> right there. That's, that's what time is it? A, a it's nine forty-six p.m. Yeah, so we're seven hours and forty-six only, minutes. Only late. seven hours late. Yeah. But um, yeah. So if you're listening, firstly, hello, because uh, we've been away for so long, about a year now, I think. So our last podcast was. Uh, David Ike, uh, which was fantastic, and then it kind of fell apart, didn't it? And all this COVID stuff happened, and me and Neil wrote an album, and oh, so it's, we should introduce our guest as well. From David Ike to <laughs> to, to Neil <laughs> to, to Neil Joseph Murray. Aye. Uh, so Neil's been on our podcast before, and so Paul, one of our regulars, who was on last last year, who was on quite a few shows last year with us, he was kind of our dude. He uh, the first time you came on, you were with Paul. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was the old. Checking uh, check 99 in, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. venue as well, so that's going back. I still remember that with that's fondness. Way well. That's way before COVID, now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was way before COVID. Yes, so sir. if you're listening now, so what date are we on now? It's the 28th of, of, of May. May 2000. And James just dropped a fucking bombshell on me saying that, you know, it could be October before we get vaccines. That is 
to think about it, Thailand at the moment is very, very sad, isn't it? It's kind of, yeah. it's just pathetic, isn't it? You walk down like Lone Suck of it like you just did, James, and there's I nothing wonder, there, yeah, there's nobody there. I wonder if it was just me feeling that way. Or no. Yeah, for, it's really sad. For our listeners who perhaps haven't been to Bangkok or haven't been here in a while, um, I mean, some of you know that it is or has been in the past one of the liveliest, most um, exciting cities in the world mm-hmm. um, that anyone could find themselves in. There's, you know, particularly this part of town, which is Lower Sukhumvit. Mm-hmm. You could normally go to, um, you know, a disco, a bar, a restaurant, yeah. whatever, you know, and just walking up here now, I was struggling to find a 7 Eleven open mm-hmm. to buy one of my cans of 0% Heineken. Um, this is how bad it has become. It's become tragic. Um, mm. and uh, we had I mean we had the, the first wave wasn't really a wave here mm. um, there yeah. were some cases not many but it appears at this time Covid has really hit now, town would it have been better for us just to get it out of the way like England has do you know what I mean just let it I, don't, I, don't, I feel like this is worse because we had to lock down right. well no we, we kind of didn't lock down when everyone else was, so I guess we got a little bit more at the start didn't we we, we were able to go a little bit longer without these measures. Yeah, I mean, um, all of but last it was still year pretty was shitty. like fine, really, wasn't it? Yeah, but things were clut. Yeah, it was fine in terms of yeah, but things were still short. It was still I mean, sad, yeah, wasn't after, it? After Songkran, things opened up again, didn't they? Like, yeah, there was yeah. a period yeah. um, just before or around Christmas where yeah. there were new nightclubs opening That's up, right, yeah. Bobo, VHS, mm. places like this. We were going out a lot. Um, in sweaty nightclub and environments, that's you know, that's, that's probably how it happened. Yeah. And in fact, it was. It I was, mean, it was in Tong Law. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it was, we thought we were out of it, but we're, we're, we're really in it now, I think, for the first time. My mate Matt, so, hey, hey Matt, he's, he's a regular listener to the show, he, he's just had his done in, in England, and they've done like 40% of the population now. They've got these centres where you drop in I and see. get done. Yeah, they start from the old, and just they're just working their way down. Um, yeah, so, apparently, like, uh, sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's fine, mate. Yeah, I got, like, um, a letter through from the NHS to my mum and dad saying that my appointment was supposed to be last Friday for my mm. first COVID jab. But, um, so you're still, on the, you're still yeah, on the system. Still, which is good to know in a way, I think. Like, it's, it's I mean, you can go back and claim the doll. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if, I think that there's a procedure for that now. You know, you can't just start claiming it straight away. According to a friend, um, right, you have to like be on the streets or something. You have to be there for a while, and you have to be showing that you're looking for work. Yeah, job seekers. It's, it's not right? like you can just turn up and be like, "Oh, I'm back." Uh, just, yeah. Yeah, I think my brother went through that actually yeah. when he went back last time. Yeah, just, I mean that's that's. I mean, look, you used to be able to claim job seekers from other countries, like yeah, you did, yeah, you, you did. My brother used to claimed it here for like a year. Um, what year was that, man? Like, no, no, it was only a couple of years ago. But he t- they, 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 basically, he was still saying he lived in England, though. Oh, right. But he just claiming it. But, but wow. he used to be able to actually claim it. Yeah, be, right. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they say, all right, you can move abroad, because then you're not a, a burden on the NHS. You're not, you're not yeah. um, having your streets using, cleaned like, and yeah, your exactly. garbage and all that shit. Yeah. So why would they discourage... Right, you've got to come home yeah. and get and go on the NH and be an extra burden on the NHS and blah, 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 yeah. to claim it. Why don't they say, well, fuck it's, off, uh, yeah. go to another country for all... For, for, you know, yeah, by well, all means. <laughs> I not? guess it's a little bit... I mean, people would just be, you know... 
rep in the arse out of it. Really, well, they had this in, I think it was in Switzerland, I'm not sure, but they uh, had a homeless problem uh, recently. So the government decided to give the homeless um, money to relocate somewhere, get off the streets or whatever. It, fuck off money, basically. Mm. Yeah, uh, but what, this, another country? country or just another person? Yeah, just to get yeah. out of town sort of thing. And uh, this became knowledge for the rest of... Uh, um, it can't have been Switzerland, actually, because it was an mm. e EU thing. Sweden. It was an EU thing. Um, so everyone was turning up from Albania and, you know, all these right. other countries just to mm. get that money to go again. Mm. Uh, so it, it totally yeah. didn't work. It backfired. <laughs> People them. always yeah. ru ruin shit like that, don't they? <laughs> in, in America, apparently, they give you bus money and send you to, like, um, a, a Los Angeles, don't they? Well, yeah, have, have you heard about L.A.? Uh, I've, yeah. I'm on this Instagram site called, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's basically homeless people. <laughs> and basically, like, all over L.A., people are getting fucking stabbed and attacked by these, like, deranged homeless people. There's, like... Yeah, you LA just like look, a war It's happening zone, every sort of... Yeah, it's like a war... It really is like a war zone. Yeah. They've got Skid Row, and apparently now it's just going out and out and out, and they've just got these mm. tent cities everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you're from, like... Um, what what's a, a from Maine? Beverly Hills. Yeah, no, no, because Beverly, Beverly Hills is is LA, isn't it? But if you're from right. like um, Ohio or something, you're homeless. They'll give you your bus money yeah, to yeah. get to Los Angeles, apparently. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, and and in de what was it in um, San Francisco? They had the human shit problem, didn't they? That's right. Yeah. Everywhere there's human shit. Oh Christ! Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a picture of the shit? The American Joker? dream. Have you ever seen a yeah, picture yeah, of the, yeah, sh the yeah. shit jogger? Do you remember him? Oh. In Australia? Yeah. And there's this wonderful photograph of him like that, like taking a shit looking at the camera. Yeah, it's, it's Someone like, snapped it's like him. a middle-aged guy. Looks quite he was a politician, I think. Yeah. 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 He was a politician. It was like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have some kind of medical condition where he can yeah. keep it in? <laughs> he got caught. Oh, no. <laughs> The best fellow ever. The thing is, he he didn't really, you know. It was it was all targeted, wasn't it? Like it was. Yeah, he was shitting up. Shit. What was his gripe? What was what was his reason for doing this? So, oh, let, let me just move my own. So, Brisbane's poo jogger um, has resigned from his national role at a retirement company amid a storm of controversy that has sparked extraordinary worldwide interest. Andrew Douglas McIntosh, I knew he was a fucking <laughs> Scot, I um, was revealed to be the jogger caught <laughs> defecating on the pathway at, the Gre at a Greenslopes apartment complex on Logan Road after he was photographed in a local sting that was part of a widening phenomenon of everyday people using technology to solve crimes. Within hours of the story's publication, the Courier-Mail on Thursday, McIntosh had resigned from his national role at Retirement Village Giant of at Retirement Village Giant Avio. He had been charged with public nuisance relating to just one incident, but that will now be dropped from court after he elected to pay a, th a $378 fine that carries no conviction. Uh, while police had charged Macintosh, it was browned off Greenslope's residents <laughs> who successfully flushed out. Oh shit! Are they using puns? Browned off. In the, in the, yeah. Who successfully flushed out. out the culprit? Cyber yeah. investigate. Yeah. 
Sleuthing was a growing trend. Oh, yeah, anyway. Toilet related puns. But yeah, yeah so, the poor guy, you know, he's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to keep in shape. He's going jogging there. He's got his uh, jogging shoes on, New Balance. Uh, whilst he's <laughs> what a wonderful advert for yeah. New, New Balance. Balance. They should put that on there. Uh, yeah, on, <laughs> put it on bus stops. Is he eating uh, something as well? Poster board. Well, well, I think yeah. is that toilet roll? It's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, roll. it's a copy of a, it's a newspaper, isn't it? Is he's, it? he's getting comfortable and read, <laughs> it's a copy of the he's, sun. He's reading the sun whilst he's crouching. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, you'd I mean, have to wipe, wouldn't you, if you're out running? Because it would get really... No, use leaves or that, like, normally. Well, well, he looks like he's in an urban environment. Yeah, Behind him, true. he's got a brick wall. The urban poo He's using a brick to wipe his ass. Like. <laughs> he's in a breeze block. Yeah. Yeah, but, he, yeah, I mean, he was caught short. Yeah, when you got to go. imagine doing that. Go. Oh, just imagine that being, like, your thing, right? You know, I'm, I am the local guy that shits on people's drives. You might have been known as Some people get off in that sort of thing. Though, then they have you ever been interested in scatological Never, uh, things, yeah. James? Scatological? Yeah. Scat. Scat. Scat play. Yeah, do you know what that is? You know it is? Uh, shit. Playing with poo, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does that interest you? Uh, no. I mean, does that, make, smell, does that make me boring? Does that make me shallow? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I think it's the most does egregious fucking thing I've ever heard. I, I unadventurous. Just, I mean, imagine the, the smell of a room oh, after God. someone's just had some scat play in there. I mean, are you, I'm, are you gaggy? Are you like gippy? You're like, ooh, yeah, I am can really bad. Remember that picture we saw? It was like someone left that comment saying, this looks like what my goat did on the day it died. <laughs> like, oh, yes. that, that, yeah, that, no, say it right, because it, oh, yeah, someone put a meal, right, yeah. on... Oh, so, someone showed this yeah. meal on Instagram, James, or something, Aye. or on Facebook, and what did someone... Someone commented underneath, that looks like a, a, a shit my goat did on the day that it died. <laughs> 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 that's the fucking funniest... That's the shit my goat did. On the day that it died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like ratemymeal.com. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> that little... That, that, that meal looks so bad, it looks like a shit that my goat did on the day that it died. <laughs> I imagine, yeah, examining your goat's shit. Obviously, it died from some kind of uh, yeah, bowel complaint. Yeah, post on the goat. <laughs> a goat mort. Yeah, a goat mort. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my mate Nick Dobby... Hi, Nick. I don't know if he's listening, but he used to have a goat in his back garden because his dad just... His, his mum... His mum and dad split up, and his dad couldn't be asked to like mow the lawn anymore. So he just had this goat in his back garden. No, it was quite an urban area. Yeah. We just used to—I'm sorry, this is really cruel now—but we just used to feed it cigarettes, and any it would eat any. You just put something near his mouth, yeah. and it would eat it. Anything. Oh. So we put cigarette, and then like a packet of cigarettes, and it just ate the packet. Yeah, I and she just kept feeding it things. I remember discovering this at a petting zoo, and I was yeah. only five, six oh. years old. And I was giving the goat um, these Crystal Palace petting zoo. I was giving the goat um, Crystal Palace petting zoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In, interesting enough, that's where they play football. Amazing, I survived that. Um, <laughs> getting stabbed. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you'd give it the sweets, for, and, or crisps, I think it was, like <laughs> chips, you know, if you're American, chips. I'd give lay if you're Thai. I was mm. giving him uh, crisps, and then you realise they take the packet, and that's like <laughs> oh, a revelation. Just, oh, my God, yeah. he's taking the plastic. What, what other plastic things have I got in my pocket? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can get around there. Um, yeah, so we, we got, um, and we should give a shout-out to this beer that the guys are drinking. Um, oh, there's yeah, a craft... There's a sponsor. There's a craft beer. There's a crafty beer. What, so what, what's the name of the company, Neil? Uh, they're called Love Gorillas. Love Gorilla. Can I get a chance? Yeah. You don't want a craft? No, 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 no I, I don't like them. Love Gorillas, classic craft beer. 
the, the, the label's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, here you go. Nah. You got one? Yeah. So, looks, so just to FYI, yeah. James, J Jimmy, um, uh, JD Strange, You've, uh, he had he had basically a, a disease, so he's had to quit. No, he hasn't. Really. No, he had to. You, you quit drinking, though, right? Uh, yeah, for 30, 35 days. Not that I'm counting. Thirty-five days, seven hours, twelve minutes, and three seconds. But he's not yeah. counting. Um, so what 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 brought this on? Why what, why the change? Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. But uh, actually, it, no, it you went... do look slimmer. You, you do look pretty good, actually, I must say. You do yeah. look different. Yeah, you can say this because they... Oh, they can see us. We are filming. Um, or we were filming. Um, What's happened? Yeah, it went off like a couple minutes. Yeah, it might be the battery. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I was listening to a podcast with Bill Burr yeah. and um, he said something very interesting. He said, like, if you drink into your 40s, you're all right. But if you start drinking in your 50s heavily, your face takes on the appearance of an old woman. It, like, gets big and baggy and kind of blotchy. And I thought, shit, man, my name, my real name is New Man. And I'm turning into an old woman. <laughs> I can't fucking have this. I just can't have... So, yeah, I just quit. And... Uh, I haven't had so much as a day off beer for probably 20 years. <laughs> I'm not joking. What no, did I've you used to drink off. prior to Chang, like when you were... Yeah, what was your yeah. UK typical? In the UK? Yeah. Um, I used to drink, right, you used to go Hoff to Tesco's, <laughs> right, and you used to get these eight packs <laughs> of these stubbies called Beer de Alsace or something. Oh, yeah, my dad French used to get beer. those. It was yeah, really yeah, nice. Yeah. 5%, Sainsbury's it was really nice. You get them in Sainsbury's. Yeah. Well, you, you get them in all the different supermarkets. Yeah. They probably come from the same factory, but they're all branded as, They you were know. gone in, like, two sips, man. Oh, oh man, it, really... was, it was like this. It was just so refreshing. Mm. And, oh, man. They were great cold. I love like, Chang, yeah. I'll show you this um, thing, right? Look at this. This uh, is actually pretty good, this beer. Um... Aye, it's not bad at all. Love Gorillas, that's L-U-V, love, yeah. G-O-R-I-L-L-A-S, Love Gorillas. definitely say that it's... Uh, Udom Suk. Yeah. And what, what's the slogan? Something happy beer, it says underneath. Anytime, anywhere, happy beer. Okay, anytime, any place, anywhere. Indonesia. So, <clears throat> so a 26 year old guy or something is missing, yeah? Have you ever seen this, James? So they're just, you can see them cutting open now, you can yeah. already see the dude's legs. Um, oh, mate. Look at this, you can already see his legs, yeah? Have you set it up? I wonder, I wonder it how it um, got him. Like, I wonder, like, did it crushed him to death first, or like? Well, yeah, I think that's what they do. They wrap around you, don't they? And squeeze yeah. the life out of you. Like, but I mean, would that be say like hiding in a tree or something? It would. It'd, it'd be walking past, and it would suddenly come out and wrap itself somehow really quickly wrap it itself around done. them. Or it must have done. I'm Unless, not sure. It, could, it couldn't have been. Oh, he's sleeping. It could have been sleeping. I guess. Sl yeah, but sleeping like. Where? Oh my god! Have you ever seen the snake that went into the girl's mouth? While she was asleep? No, no. Oh, man, I'll have to watch that next. This <laughs> is descending into video yeah. watching, isn't it? Look, you can already see the dude's legs there, right? Yeah. He's basically dead inside the snake. Why are they try? Well, they try not to, like, cut him or something? Like yeah, and I imagine it's very coarse yeah. trying to get through that snake. They just muscle out, basically. Take an axe to it, like... 
But you can basically see the, just the dude inside him. It's like he's wrapped up yeah. in a duvet or something. It's a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lovely... In fact, the dude will probably... When you call him, say, what the fuck, guys? I was just having a nice sleep then. I wonder if, if, if they hadn't, like, caught him, like... It would have just dissolved and the state yeah, would have yeah. went on. Like, That's yeah. right, the... the um, Stomach yeah. acid. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how to get rid of bones, though. Yeah. It'd be a good way to, like, uh, get rid of a body, like, if the... Um, Pigs. Crocodile yeah, farm. What was like? like I'll speed it up a bit, but um, that's that's snatch. The uh, they give the description of the look at that. So you can see his legs now, and you can see the shorts. Yeah, I wonder how long he'd been in there for. I don't. Long enough, I'd imagine. Long enough. No, I I mean he looks quite. What do you think that smells like? Like inside a snack. Yeah, they're like a rotting human. They don't seem to be like. You know, like they don't really. That is fucking unbelievable, isn't it? I don't. I, I just. I don't yeah. think it would smell as bad as like a rotten corpse, actually. Like. You know, I've, that's a smell that I've never smelled, but apparently it's the I worst have, smell. Like, have you? Yeah. yeah. How, where? And how? It was in Barcelona. Like um, we did. Like me and my friends had gone over there to watch a Celtic match, and um, we booked. I think it was not Airbnb, but it was one of those things. It was back in two thousand and. Three, I think it mm. was like so an early version. Like uh, sort of bed and breakfast, not a bed and breakfast. We just booked death and breakfast. Yeah, house. Exactly. We booked we booked a room um, that someone had like it's like similar house, to Airbnb, yeah. and um, the apartment was like right up the, these stairs that you had to walk up. Like there was no elevator, and it was it was on fucking. It was right high up. It was maybe on like the seventeenth floor or something. So you had to walk. Yeah, to I had to walk floor. up these stairs. Oh, and I just remember, like every time we were walking up and down, like there was one particular floor about halfway up. It was just the, the smell was just horrific. You know, it was it was like you can't begin to describe how mm. it was like nothing you've ever smelled. Just like Acrid. you'd have to like you know. Cover your mouth mm. and try not to. You could almost taste it. It, it, it would literally you chew it. make you want to like fucking throw up. It was that bad. Mm. It was just like as a. It, so it, yeah. So a hundred percent that was like because. But do you know um, what happened? Because we we kept speaking to the, the neighbours and everyone was complaining about it and I think eventually what happened was like uh, the. The neighbours had called to say that there's a smell, and then eventually they came to investigate. And it was just you sat there in your pants yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with your shoes off. Uh, Jesus, it was, it was, it was a, I don't know like who had died, but uh, there was it was definitely a body. Like, so, oh my yeah, god! Was, so what? What? What's the evolutionary basis for that? Yeah. To say that you shouldn't eat? Oh. Or something to do with eating your dead people right what, what's the evolutionary um, advantage yeah, of a human stinky. body st- absolutely stinking after just to go don't yeah. whatever that that body's done don't go anywhere near it and don't that, that must be it right that, that's mean, the everything decays and rots and goes off though, doesn't it it's like yeah it's like but, but there's normally a reason yeah. for these things isn't like there? a sandwich like, goes off I think you put in the the cart in front of the horse aren't you why go on then I mean, it's first of all, it smells bad, and then you don't eat it. Yeah, it doesn't smell bad because you shouldn't eat it. 
No, but from an evolution, ev- when you're talking evolutionary biology, because everything has to die, right? A vegetable has mm. to die, and a vegetable smells bad when it goes off. So you don't eat egg, it. So you don't mm. eat it. Yeah. But you're not going to eat it. Yeah, because it smells bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But the smell enough. doesn't develop as a warning. I think it does. The smell I think it does. I think it does. Interesting. Yeah. Is there anywhere we can find out, or like why do? I mean, can we Google that? Well, I think I think it's yeah. I think it's, I'm gonna have to turn this. Why right. do things smell bad, why, Dad? What What is the evolutionary yeah. reason that uh, humans smell bad when they? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's anything, Why isn't it? Why does shit smell bad? Yeah. Well, there is. There, I've heard the shit yeah. argument that shit yeah. smells bad because if it didn't, we would eat it. <laughs> I've, I've heard that argument. <laughs> you looks, might, This Jay. looks like a Mars bar, like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, if it smelled great, we'd all be dead. Don't we? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right, <laughs> Because we might eat it. <laughs> and... What would be wrong with... When food goes bad, it starts to become pungent. It's most often due to the growth of spoilage microbes, mm. such as bacteria, bacteria yeast, and moulds. As moulds decompose, as moulds decompose foods, they give off a musty, earthy aroma similar to an old basement. Um, oh, this is too long now. But um, I'm just going to do a control F and do evolutionary. Evolution. The microbes. Okay, some scientists have suggested, although it's quite difficult to prove, that some microbes have evolved to produce these odors as a way to compete with humans and other large animals. By making food unappealing to us, the microbes are stealing our resources for their own survival. Mm. Yeah. Right. Oh wow. So we're having this now. You're not. So we're going to make it smell bad. But what about um, fermented food, though? Ah, there's yeah. the bad smells that we like. Have you ever... Like what, what's cheese. that really bad shark? It's like a fish one in, like, fucking yeah. Iceland or something. Rancid shark, my Icelandic friend calls it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that might not be the exact translation. Yeah. But, yeah, they have shit that often washes yeah. up ashore, like whales and sharks. And cheese is There's only so many people in the town and, cheese, and the village. Cheese wash up ashore, do they? No. Cheese. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> the only things that wash up ashore like sharks and cheeses. Technically, it probably has, like, in some places. Uh, so, yeah, if, if, like, a tank has gone down exactly. with loads of cheese like, on board. Yeah, I'm sure that's happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, cheese tanker. <laughs> tanker of cheese. <laughs> Man, there must be a pun. Why somewhere. aren't the puns coming? Uh, we've been out of practice. We've been rusty. It's been a year. The puns aren't coming. Um, Edam, Edam, uh, Cheddar, hang on. Brie, Gorgonzola, hang on. There must be something there. Give me some names of cheeses and I'll find a pun. Stilton. Stilton. Um... No, we're trying to marry up um, nautical terms with cheeses, yeah. and it's yeah. not that easy. Yeah. Damn, not me great at punning. Great, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. Um, cheddar. Oh, I've, got, I've got to think. Of, all right, okay. No, I've got to stop thinking about. But that. yeah, there are foods. I mean, in, in Scandinavia, they they like dig a <laughs> hole and they, it, yeah. they stick food in, leave yeah. it for like three, four months, don't they? And then dig it back up. <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> Primitive people. <laughs> yeah. Scandinavians. Yeah, so why, why does it work for that? Like um... before the age of refrigeration, but the uh, <laughs> that's right. The, uh, the 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 customs still remain. Do you know they used to have these big ice houses, and you used to get a block of 
rice and they put it in a pantry and that kept your pantry cool. So, like the ice house where they do comedy, like in, you know, Joe Rogan all that oh, shit. Oh, okay. That, that's why it's so called the ice So one block house. would last you a while. They used to bring these massive blocks in, yeah, and, and basically ice was a commodity that everyone wanted because they'd keep your, your pantry cool. They'd put a big block of it at the bottom or the top or something and it kept you... So that was the, the, the early... Um, the early... Um, Example of refrigeration. Yeah, because we do that in logistics now. You know, for those of you who don't know, I'm I'm an architect, and um, you know, I specialise in logistics buildings. So, uh, no, but um, so the way they do some delivery, if, if you want to save some money and do deliveries in a in an ambient truck of chilled product, mm-hmm. you basically have these um, things called thermotainers, and you have things just just normal. Uh, um, like uh, uh, crates they're called or totes and basically you, you have these things called eutectic plates which are these like uh, things that you put in the freezer mm. these plates that you put in the freezer that have got like this liquid inside them and then you just pop one of those inside oh, yeah. the in the box and it keeps it cool for so you can do 24 hours in an ambient truck with chilled products sometimes even frozen shit and get it all the way up to fucking Udon Tani you know because uh, you've got these things, things and you save a shitload of money but what's that got to do with floating cheese ships that's what I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> How did we get on Fermentation. That? Like, you know. Ice. And then, Ice yeah. going bad. Yeah. Oh, ancient yeah. people. Primitive yeah, people Iceland as well. Yeah. We were talking about Iceland and mm. uh, yeah. Rancid Why? Shot. Why are there so many uh, big people that come from Iceland? Because that's where the Vikings settled, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's it. It's like to do with like land and space and cattle and... So there's yeah. yeah, so there's some kind of ratio yeah. where the more space you've got, yeah, yeah, I think it's to do with. But that, wouldn't that the make, make New Zealand all the New Zealanders like twelve foot tall though? A lot of them are like, <laughs> <laughs> like big. Oh, that's the Aborigines yeah. maybe for this wasn't. That's racist. <coughs> I'm joking. No, it's not racist. I think that, that could it's be complete bullshit though. Like, I'm not sure if it's true. Like, um, well, there's definitely a correlation with how fast you walk. Yeah. Uh, that's been proven. So if you come from a big Africa, city, you walk like, faster. All right. right. Yeah, because you, you have to get places quicker, and your your general pace of life's quicker, and you you you're on a, the, in the throngs of a mm. crowd, so you sort of move at a quicker pace. If you come from a less dense place, then you walk slower, that, apparently. But that that's very hard to like um, gauge, surely, because well, know, it's been proven. I can yeah. show you. Uh, it was in a book. We're just we're just rehashing old slow, Joe Rogan. Slow walkers in cities, and there's, there's a lot of fast walkers out in the rural areas. Like. You know which animal can walk the longest distance? Humans. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's how we used far. to. That's how we used to By kill far. animals, right? Through sus, sustenance hunting. Just keep following them until they. That, what's it called again? <laughs> Subsistence hunting. Sustenance. Can't what's called that. Yeah, here, right. There you go. So. Where are we? Oh, that's an old one. I don't want that. Pace... Oh, fucking hell. Here we go. Right. Bloomberg. Why people in cities walk fast? Researchers have proposed that a number of theories over the years from sensually overload to economic value of time. Last week, our own Richard, Richard Florida wondered on Twitter whether pedestrian walking speeds might have indicated a city's economic activity reflecting some sort of urban metabolism, as he put it. Turns out that there's a rather long history of research into speed of walking in cities and that the evidence reveals, among other things, a strong connection between fleetness yeah. of foot and fatness th- of wallet, call it a sign of, of the cantering class. <laughs> do, you, do you not think ties generally walk very slowly? Like, 
Yes, I do, yeah. and that's a sabai sabai kind of mm. uh, philosophy, isn't it? You know, I'm not going to move out the yeah. way for you. <laughs> and ties aren't, aren't rude per se, are they? I mean, do you do but, get some rude? Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about ties is uh, that they, they will lie on the floor and prostrate themselves in front of you if you're seen to be of a certain class, yeah, which is beneficial yeah. to their like money's status the in society. And mm. if you're part of... You see, the way I see it, Thais really don't care about anyone who's outside their their own tribe. Mm. So they're very bad in public situations, walking, um, being courteous, giving people right away, mm. um, holding doors open, stuff mm -hmm. like that, waiting for people to get out of a lift before going in the lift, this yeah. kind of stuff. They don't really get yet. I think they will. And I think yeah. 20 years ago, it was worse. I remember 20 years ago in Bangkok, post office they didn't have this number system it was just like a fucking rugby scrum towards the counter everyone mm. just pushing to get there first 7-eleven yeah. was a free-for-all so chainers like that well, the well, banks well, that annoys as well me. the banks are really do you know what i always do purposely you know you know if you get into a shop I'm they put their money in front of you don't they in the in in china yeah like if you're in mcdonald's yeah. i get their, their really? yen out they'll get their they, they yuan out they don't even use money in china anymore though like they, they use uh, we chat pay like they use our phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yeah, do they but, use? But they're still, all this cool. Yeah, still incredibly uh, bad at queuing and uh, social credit. Exactly. Oh, what was I just about yeah. to say then? I don't know. You stood up purposefully, as if you were about to make a point. Oh shit! I had something to say. We, we were talking about um, public. Oh yeah. Walking. yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So you know. Um, like at any sort of checkout or uh, maybe at the BTS or whatever, that there's a queue, <coughs> but then there's like three windows. Aye. I'll always stand back to wait and see which window comes first. So I'm stand back and yeah. someone will come and just walk in front of me. Someone did yeah. that to me just now in seven. It's so fucking annoying. Because because the best the best method is to stand back and everyone waits until the, the, the window becomes free, right? The, 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 the end of the queue should be prior to... The, however many windows there are and it should be a system otherwise there's whereby, three queues right yeah or otherwise one you, you stand in one queue and it might take 20 minutes to go down while another gets cleared quickly so the logical thing is to stand back and have a system whereby yeah, you choose which which window to go to right so, but if you do that here someone will just literally walk in front of you and you go hey, excuse me I am here yeah. yeah I don't know what it is do they think you're not waiting or do they just don't care I don't think they mean to be impolite at all. I, yeah. They just don't know. They just don't realise that you have a superior system in, in mind. In, mm. in Shanghai, I was like, I went to get a coffee in the morning in this coffee house, and and this guy literally came up and he he just like stood right in front of me, and I was like, I was just <laughs> like, mate, excuse me, tapped him on the shoulder, like he was like, what? And then he, I was like, no, you go there. Like, that's the queue. <laughs> <laughs> you go there, that's the queer. Could you speak to any Chinese? Did I speak to uh, how, how long were you there? I was there for about <coughs> six or seven months, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, yeah, like, I, I spoke to... Chun <laughs> Chen. There was a few, like, uh, girls I spoke to on the girls? WeChat date, dating app. Um that turned out to be basically frauds. <laughs> frauds, I. It's, it's, it, uh, there's a lot of that going on in China. Um, because it's, it's like women are hard to come by, right? Yeah, I mean, see all these apps like Tinder and WeChat. The um, 
you, you'll match with like someone that looks almost like too good to be true and it turns out they are you know like, <laughs> it's like when you start talking to them like they'll um they'll, they'll end up asking you about cryptocurrency and stuff like that but they'll never want to do like a like a video call with you yeah. right? <laughs> dude I had this I had this recently yeah. Yeah. on uh, I started playing around Facebook yeah um, match dating whatever yeah. it is it's just a nice way to while away time yeah and there was one from Taiwan I think mm. it's, or might have been Korea no it was yeah. Seoul Korea mm-hmm. and in her profile it said she lived in Bangkok and then she gets chatting she's mm. really nice mm. again the photos are like super stunning, models, yeah. stunning yeah, photos and yeah. Uh, yeah I'm having a lovely day I just won another oh, I just oh, earned crypto, another like, $3,000 yeah. on crypto yeah um, so I wrote, but yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I used to play, but yeah. you would love this, Mickey. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I used to play a bit of crypto. I got out early, made a lot of money, and yeah. you know, she's <laughs> waiting. She's waiting for me to say, uh-huh. you know, could you invest some of my money? She's not asking me outright, yeah. so the game continues, mm-hmm. right. and I'm quite happy oh, for it weird. to continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more, the more, the more, <coughs> more of the, more the time, time of these waste. people you can yeah. waste, the better. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Has anyone, have any of you guys ever been like really done in a, some kind of scam or some oh, kind of meeting some girl or? There was, no, no, not like. Marriage. <laughs> Marriage, yeah. I was done One in a scam. Financially or, or any yeah, slow robbery. I was done in a, a, a betting scam, like a football betting scam. Um, and it was on, I can't even remember, it was online, it was on Facebook and got speaking to some guy that said he had inside knowledge of like uh, second division games that were going on in Colombia and basically like he said that oh, bet on this scoreline being such and such like say like a bet like 20 quid on this team beating this other team 4-1 at half time mm. with these like fucking super odds. Uh, and he's got this method by where yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. like so I, I I fell for it and put a bit of money into it and yeah, it was all bullshit like but so, what was it, so you gave the money to him uh, I just I, I just made the bet through like a website uh, it was it was like a, a legitimate website you know like it was through like um but the wise like bet scandal, three six five or something like that or like you know um, I, I don't know if it was them but uh, it was it was quite a while right. back. But I'm thinking maybe that was, maybe I was just part of something bigger, you know, like they were... Had, you want to change the odds on Yeah, exactly. So more people yeah. get, yeah. Yeah. But I, I didn't lose that much. It was maybe like 50 quid or something like that, man. Mm. I just put my trust in it and I got shafted, so... Have, have, yeah. it, have, you, have any of you guys ever gambled? Well, that was, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I remember I, I put, I once put... Yeah. My brother once put... Hi, James. He used to be on this podcast right at the beginning. He once put £10,000 in my bank account in England because he was taking a run on currency. Mm. He thought, you know, it was going to be beneficial for him. And once I took £500 and there was like 20 minutes to go in a Man United match and I bet that they won. And I, got, I only got like something like 700 back. It was like, it was fairly good odds, I guess. You know, if you put in five down, you get 700 back, so you get 1,200 back. Yeah. Total, it was, and I, I won. But right at the last minute, I was absolutely shit myself and that's the only time I ever did it and I just couldn't mm. ever do it gambling for me I mean I've definitely got an addictive personality yeah I could see that we gambling quite hooked on gambling but yeah. well yes but the whole crypto but it's never thing. Done the whole crypto thing yeah. was gambling though really yeah. it was it was but when you put $400 down and six months later you got 100 and 
eighty thousand dollars or yeah, but it could go the other way. So it's yeah, it's gambling. So what happened recently? Do you know? Did, did you hear about this, James? You know, you know, these got this thing called meme coins. Yeah, I heard. And uh, Elon Musk, world. Elon Musk, um, tweeted about one. Right, look, look at this. So he he tweeted about a meme coin, yeah. Just, what was the worst at the time before they cheated it? And this one dude, yeah. So it was like it wasn't Dogecoin, but it was like um, hang on. Anyway, this yeah, here it is, here it is. So um, hang on, you have to you have to keep the crowd uh, entertained when doing this. So basically, some people who do, sorry, in same returns with a meme coin invested netting a profit of $5.9 million from 17. And this is totally true. It's not bullshit. He got $5.9 million from $17. Basically, and that was recently. That was very recently. <coughs> and it was basically because, uh, hang on, here's the story here. Surely other people... Yeah, it was Shiba Inu. Because so no, Shiba Inu is a dog. So it was like this dodge, I call it doge coin, I don't know if it's doggy, but... Um, I thought it was dodge. Yeah, do, dodge, yeah. Other people that had... Yeah, the, yeah I, think, I think a lot of people made a lot of money, but this guy just got his story. So he, he put $17 down, and uh, he basically sold it. He went like that, and he sold... So he got 200 billion tokens for $17, and those tokens are now worth 6.5 million on paper. If you multiply the number of tokens by the price... But with current liquidity, you could only cash it out for 5.9 million. Oh, fuck. That's gutted, isn't it? It's gutted. So, yeah, one of my best... Uh, I think I've spoken about it on, on this, on this programme before, but one of my best um, trades was... Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was XSH. The, 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 the coin ticker was called XSH. And I put about... $80 on it and I made I could have made about 80000 but uh, in the end I took about $36,000 or something from, from 80 and uh, I can prove it I've got all I've still got all the trades and everything fantastic shield coin it was called shield coin no they don't come on no not very often I'm but, just um, thinking about this guy that made like you know surely in that coin there must have been loads of people that had yeah money in it that well, he bought 200 billion tokens, so I don't know what the market cap was and how many tokens were actually released. Yeah. But if he got 200 billion for $17, well, what did he say? So it was, a, it was only 15 what Satoshis. Was the name of the coin? Yeah, it was only 15 Satoshis. Oh, no, sorry, that's in, that's in pounds. Yeah, sorry, that, that's in dollars. But um, <coughs> it was called uh, Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu, yeah. it's like a dog. You know, so the Shiba Inu. I wonder like, how many people became millionaires through that. I don't know, but, you know, I've still got my Discord group here that I set up when I was doing crypto. Um, and if anyone wants to come in, just, just hit, hit me up. But So this is my... Oh, fuck me. So this is my, uh, this is my group here, and um, this is it, Crypto Facto. And someone just... Someone texted me actually the other day just saying, are we going to set up... Because what we're going to do is we're going to set up um, a new research group to right. research these, like, uh, microcap tokens. Um... Bitcoin's taken a right hit recently, hasn't it? It's gone right down, I think. What, what we on now? I don't know. I don't know. It was, I think, 30 or something like that, but it was up at 60 there. Yeah. It was me. 
Theta. We had Theta. Theta MM pumped Theta from 1K stats to 5K in 2019. Fuck me. Um, it, it looks like uh, a lot of governments are starting to like really crack down on it. Yeah, the it's Chinese part, part of the yeah, reason why it's gone down. down yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's right. Totally saw that happening. I don't think we're in a bear market. Also, what about this script? Okay, yeah, I've got to go back into it. But um, I don't know what's Bitcoin at today. This would probably be a good time to get into it. Uh, I think I would personally wait to go wait for it to go down a little bit more. But um, do you think it show? Thirty six. What did it get up to? About fifty. Oh, is it sixty odd? Like maybe it? even eighty? Like, just check what was its highest price. But you know, I, w I was in Bitcoin when it was about six thousand dollars, yeah. and I rode it up to like twenty thousand. Yeah. And I, I remember the Winklevoss twins when it got to like twenty thousand dollars, they were billionaires. Yeah. So I can't remember the Winklevoss. The, yeah. Do you know about those? They, they were the Are they Giga Chads, like. <laughs> no, <laughs> fucking hell. We've got to talk. Have you heard of these Giga Chads? Do you know? You know about um, the cult, the um, the incel culture, yeah. involuntary celibates. Well, they, the, you know they have Chads and Stacys, who are basically the people who are oppressing them. Can I have a couple of sucks on that? Chads and Stacys. Yeah, and now they've got they have Mega Chads now. They've got Giga Chads, right? <laughs> So, you've heard of the... So Chad is like a um, like a jock or something, right? Exactly. And the other one's a cheerleader kind of thing. What were those brothers called again? Oh, they used to be memed all the time. Yeah, forget their names. It's just like these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> but these are like real people, man. <laughs> <laughs> Giga Chads. <laughs> Incel versus Chad. It's a good name for a band, the Giga Chads. <laughs> Giga Chad. I should write a song about Giga Chads. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. What, what are the brothers called again, Neil? Can you remember? Uh, uh, like, yeah, uh, the ones you mean. Um, really sort of from Germany or I'm sorry there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to take like these the original oh, Bog, 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 Bogdan they call them yeah they call the Bogdan uh, Bogda, Bogdanov yeah the Bogdanov Bogdan. brothers and these are real people James these are real people <laughs> are these are, these are incels or chats no these are the giga chats yeah yeah Oh, what a strange world we live in. What a strange <laughs> world we live in. So, I, I, if it, this podcast is descending to a bit of chaos now because I'm drunk, but um, if, you, if you're listening now, if, if anyone's actually still listening, Bog, just Google the Bog, Bogdanov brothers. <laughs> just, just look at the faces. That was their, that, that's what they used to look like. <laughs> <laughs> How old are they? Like, with 30 or something? <laughs> 
best one ever. What's wrong with they in bread or something? What's wrong with them? <laughs> plastic surgery. Okay, so it's all. It's That's all what surgery. they used to look like. Uh, but they look better before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's the did, point, yeah. is it? Sonny, are you the look better now? And <laughs> 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 oh, what's their deal? Are they are they are they rich from coin? Or I mean, why are they? No, they're just are they influencers. It. No, no, they're they were not, scientists not. apparently. Like they were. Uh, yeah. yeah. They had a science programme. Like. They look like fucking experiments, science yeah. experiments. <laughs> they do. It's fucking horrible. Um, but let's have a look. Let, let's, let's go on the wiki page. So Igor and Grishka Bogdanov. Uh, Frenchman brothers who are te- television presenters, producers and scientific essayists who since the 1970s have presented various subjects in science fiction, popular science and cosmology. They're involved in a number of controversies, most notably the Bogdanov Affair, in which it was alleged that the brothers wrote nonsensical advanced physics papers that were nonetheless published in <laughs> reputable science journals. It's a good album, <laughs> album title, The Bogdanov Affair. Yeah. <laughs> the Bogdan Files. What the fuck? A series of theoretical physics papers written by French twins, blah, blah, blah. These papers were published in reputable scientific journals and were alleged by the authors to culminate in a proposed theory for describing what occurred at and before the Big Bang. Jesus Christ, it was a deliberate hoax. <laughs> Just look up there, they look all right, don't they? I don't understand how you can go from that. Because, they, they, I mean, they're, yeah. they're, quite, they're fairly handsome guys, aren't they? And then you go from that to... Um, can I just have one more look, please? Yeah. Just one more look. <laughs> oh, my God. Giga chance. Jesus Christ. What are we on? Should we have a five-minute break? Yeah. Uh-huh. And come back for another 20. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. With this strange life, we'll come back. What did I used to say? Hi, I'm Mickey, the conduit between the freaks and the geeks. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Um... Yeah, man, what's going to happen with this world, James? I'm scared because I, I don't think we've even seen the fallout. Haven't we, really? The, the, the economic fallout has not even started yet, right? You've got to imagine that that follows on a year later or something, right? And even then, uh, even when they open shit up again, people are, are people can have money to travel and money to come to Thailand as tourists. Well, I think the tourism, global tourism as we've known it, is... Uh... It's a thing of the past, it's over, I think. And really? also, I think, um, globalisation, world trade, right, commerce, So now countries are going to sort of insulate and become insular. I think they have to, right? They have to produce their own stuff and be self-sufficient to a certain degree. That's um, interesting. I mean, yeah. things have still been moved around the world. You know, people people haven't been moving, but goods have. I mean, you're mm. you're in logistics. You know this better than anyone. But um, yeah. it was interesting though because um, people, just as you say, things were still going internationally, but the routes changed. So, for example, okay. everything used to come from China, and then suddenly people were moving out of China to places like Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia. 
Well, that was kind um, of... It was going that way anyway, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was going that way. But, the, you know, this thing with all the diseases and then all the pro government regulations and the issues in China just made it so unstable that they uh, decided to... Well, many companies decided to at least even move their factory, at least diversify and open a second factory. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty... It's pretty interesting, like... I was thinking today about spenders and savers as well, yeah. Mickey. You know... Uh, most people are spenders. I'm a spender. If I have money, I spend money. You're a bender. I don't know. I'm a spender. <laughs> Sapender. <laughs> but there are in like one in ten people, maybe two in ten people save. Mm. You know, for a rainy day. And I guess it's those people who are taking care of everyone else at the moment. Mm -hmm. There's one person in the family group that that's been saving for thirty years, forty years, who's now spent all that savings on <laughs> bailing all their family out. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been incredibly lucky because I've managed to get some money, but I'm in the bank now. I'm lucky because I kept working and uh, my job wasn't affected. In mm. fact, in 2020, I might have... I had more money in 2020, for sure. Yeah, I had a good 2020. Happened. I had mm. a really bad Q4 2020 and a really bad Q1 and 2 this year. Right. And it's picking up now. But, um, yeah, a lot of people, their, their jobs are just gone. You know, they don't have to come back, yeah. And they probably won't come back, and that's tourism, isn't it? Um, yeah. In Thailand, all the people that rely on that. But people don't just... You know, people find new things to do, right? I mean, this has been happening in various sort of uh, stages over the last 100 years, hasn't it? You know, through modernisation and uh, industrialization and then moving shit abroad and... People have always had to find new things to do, and they've and always think, found them. Right? I think now with the with the internet and things like YouTube, is you can learn any skill you want to. If mm -hmm. you want to learn how to play the piano, you can you can uh, you can you can look at tutorials on YouTube. If you want to learn about um, evolutionary biology or um, mm. science, you can attend a lecture at Harvard University online. You know, um, for free, for free, and um, you can learn practically anything that you want to learn That's nowadays. Um, so, yeah, the, the opportunity to do different things is there. Or just know, be a YouTuber, right? Just be a YouTuber, <laughs> yeah. be a vlogger, um, learn how to video edit. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's skills you can pick up and... Uh, I well, think that's our generation, generally, isn't it? You can't just do one thing. You can't just be a guy that works in a shoe shop mm. who has a, um, a three-bedroom house and a garage and uh, cars and puts kids through school. We can't do that anymore, boomers. You took it away from us. Neil, what's that sort of big comedian called again who's on Patreon? Uh, what's he called, the gay one? Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon, yeah. Look, look at this, right. Uh, Tim... This dude's a comedian, yeah? Look at his Patreon, yeah? Ready? Oh, so he publishes who he... Yeah. Um, okay, read that figure out for our viewers. 140,819 baht per month. That's what he gets. 114... 40. 140,000 dollars a month. Yeah, and then you look at last podcast on the left. Last podcast Patreon, look at this. So last podcast, it's like a true crime thing. 86,000. Okay. 
Okay, so there is a JD Strange Patreon if any <laughs> of, your, of the listeners are interested. Have you got no, any patrons? Seriously, there is. You can, you but can. have you got any patrons? I've got a few, yeah. I don't publish who Really? Yeah, I don't. Good lad. No, it only happened because a, um, a reader from Australia was trying to buy some books on the website and they wouldn't accept his payment. Mm. Um, he was wondering how to pay me and I thought he could do PayPal transfer-wise or something, but why not spend half a day and set up a Patreon account and start But submitting. does he give you monthly, that was? Yeah, yeah okay. it's a monthly subscription and, and I do a lot of free stuff. I'm doing this tonight for free. Um, I do videos for free. I put out content for free. I write articles yeah. for free a lot of the time. So. But, but, but what do your patrons Actually, get that's special? I um, well, they get um, PDFs um, mm -hmm. of books. They get um, signed books posted to them. They get um, promotional postcards and uh, merchandise. And I also send a video uh, once every month as well. Do, do, do they get exclusive, like, books as well, like the first copies of the books and stuff? <clears throat> yep, signed, um, limited editions, stuff like that. There's, there's, uh, there's free tiers, I think. Um, Here we go, look. So these are the top... Sorry, James, go yeah. on. The three tiers, yeah, go on. Top tier one? I think... From memory, it's something like a bit weird is tier one and uh, like rather strange or something is tier <laughs> two and fucking crazy is tier three. And what are the, what are the monetary <clears throat> values of those three tiers? Uh, about three bucks, six bucks and 15. Oh, or really? Something so like it's that. very reasonable. Okay. Yeah. So look at this. So we're looking at the top Patreon podcasts here. Uh, some of them don't disclose what the what the value is. So I mean, the top one's got forty five thousand four hundred sixty four patrons. That's true crimes, true crime obsessed. So number two is Chapo Trap House. You can actually see what they get a month. So they've got thirty seven thousand eight hundred seventy five patrons, and they get one hundred sixty eight thousand dollars per month. Tim Dillon actually is number four. Um, uh, where's the last podcast here? Eighty six k. This is unbelievable. I mean, you know, the fantasy footballers creating football, 13,000. I mean, if you, if you, even if you've got 1,000 patrons and you get $5 a month, it's, an, it's a living wage, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's good enough, yeah. And the climate we live in now where everything is free, uh, pretty much. Mm. Um, People I can afford see, to spend ethically, a few bucks. I, I had a problem at first with Patreon, but I don't have a problem anymore. Um, so much. You put out content. Why shouldn't people enjoy your content? Why shouldn't you? Well, also the um, you feel more value in a product if you pay something for it. For, for right. it, it's been proven that once you invest in something, if I buy a um, if I buy a DVD or a download from Amazon Prime, I'm more likely to enjoy it than if I just simply receive receive a file yeah. for free. You know, I feel and, and aren't, aren't music albums different now that there's no physical copy of them? It is for me. You know, I used to enjoy music's opening really the thing tough, and having, yeah. having the lyrics in it and the gatefold and... and Dude, I used to pick up a, um, a CD or a record in the store and hold it close to my chest because I was afraid someone would come in and take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've told Neil actually a few times that there used to be this shop in, in Harrogate, this like boutique record shop back in the sort of late 90s and they, they learned what kind of records I want, wanted so they kept things back for me yeah. oh Mike come here so we got this for you and we got this it was like um, like some kind of fucking sommelier for wine you know they knew they knew exactly what you wanted and they tailored <clears throat> their kind of um, 
you know, the picks for you. So you went in there and they'd, they'd have stuff behind the counter for you, some records you know, and you some shit. You know what the funny thing is? That That's great. YouTube did, that does this for you now. It does actually, it does, yeah. It recommends stuff computers, based on it? your browsing history. But it's normally pretty good actually. And I, I had a, um, a folk album uh, pop up um, recently and I was listening to the tracks and I thought I know every one of those tracks in fact I've listened to every one of those tracks recently and it was like folk rock and what YouTube had done it, it, it picked out all the tunes I'd listened to of a certain uh, genre and bundled, bundled them together in a playlist so, so it wasn't all the same artist yeah yeah it wasn't the same artist but yeah. it was the, the few artists I listened to so um, al weird, algorithms can now do what your man in the record shop was doing mm. What's more romantic? It's the man in the record For shop. For you, right? the man in the record shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was pretty fit. No, <laughs> no um, but, um, yeah, I just wondered, like, what, what what's that going to do to our collective psyche, though, as, as a human population? The fact that now we're not having... You're not walking to, into a record shop and you're being greeted by someone who shows you something. Now it's a computer algorithm and it's a very lonely experience and a very insular experience. Okay, wow, YouTube is recommending this stuff to me and it's great and I'm finding all this new music, but I'm just sitting in a darkened room in a decrepit house on, you know, a disgusting part of town and uh, it's, it's sad, <laughs> isn't it? Or is it? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the record store as being some kind of gathering place for yeah, people, like-minded people, people within a certain society. Yeah, and I think that's, that's true. Chat rooms right the, now. The, the church of, uh, yeah, the church of rock. Um, yeah, so you have this now in, School in, of rock. in chat rooms. Great movie. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. I, I remember um, we used to go around... As teenagers or whatever, you'd go around to each other's houses. Do you remember that? And you would socialise and you would uh, you'd go and hang out together. And uh, my, my kids don't do that at all. They don't need to. They can be in their own little care, their own little room, right? Do you know what? Man? I was telling Neil this the other day. Hi, Neil. Uh, you can come back on whenever you want, if you want. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's OK. So, so we, we Talking about that very problem. Yeah. So, so we, we used to... Um, uh, so we... I used to go around to Dan... It's not going to mean anything to him, but we used to go down, around to Danny's house and we used to smoke a, some weed. When I, I was only 18 or whatever at the time. I don't smoke anymore, but I used to. Um, and we used to get to... We used to put a record on his CD player, right? And we used to stop the record and rewind it back a bit and say, did you hear that? Why were you putting a record on his CD so, player? Yeah, a CD... A re, uh, yeah, a re, an album. An album. Are you putting on a record CD. on record player? And we used, to, we used to get high and we used to say, did you hear that beep? And we used to, like, rewind it back and hear these, like, little noises and stuff and analyse the fucking tunes, man. And we used to... It, it, we were so... We knew the song so well that we we just... We used to wait for these, like, sort of um, novelty kind of experiences on the album. Like Air, Moon Safari. Um, that was probably the best one because there's so many unique, like, little sort of FX noises and stuff. So we used to get a little bit high. And then we used to... Like, oh, Oh my God! Did you hear that? And we'd rewind it back, and it'd be like boo or something and in the be, background. To get totally nerdy on this, it, this would have been digitally digitally recorded, or would it have been yeah, analog? Sorry. It's like just at a that mixture, time it was crossing over, wasn't it? Yeah, a mixture. I think I think they definitely did a lot of stuff outside the box with real instruments. I think and it stuff was like real that. sounds and microphones yeah, going definitely, on. Definitely, yeah. definitely. But there was a lot of electronic noises, and in fact, that was that was kind of the thing that air was just kind of crossover. Yeah. But they used like like the Korg MS20 up there. They used like real synths, you know. Um, 
Oh, air are fantastic. French. Have you ever heard uh, Cherry Bottom Girl? Oh, I'm gonna have, we'll show you after the after this. Fantastic. I've done my own cover actually. But um, yes. Yeah, so, so I guess for people listening, that that's what. What have you been doing the last year? What have I been doing? Yeah. Um, Since you last been on online doing this podcast. Well, Where doing, have you been? I've been doing a lot of video. Um, I've been. What's your channel called? My um, Strange TV. Um, but I've been um, I've been learning video editing and learning how to film. So that was my lockdown. Right. Um, I learn a skill. Yeah, yeah. I published yeah. two books: um, the Circus and the uh, Port of Thieves Pirate book. And then, I, then I was Did you write and release those in that time. Yeah, yeah. But I had the Circus. I'd been fucking around with for maybe ten years, maybe fifteen years. Um, but the pirate one was pretty much new. I had ideas before that one, but then once those were published, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm done with books for a while." Mm. So I got into video editing. Um, what software are you using? Adobe. Uh, no, I use I render it twice. So the first time I put it through that super easy one shot app, and then I go into uh, MoveAV, I think it's called or MoveAV. MoveAVI. MoveAVI. Yeah, yeah. MoveAVI okay. is my second tool. But um, what? Sorry, what do you mean? You you render it? You mean <clears throat> so it kind of cuts the file size down, does it, and stuff like? What do you mean you render it first? I don't get that. Well, my because my my computer is a bit of a weakling. Yeah. Um, if I try and do everything in one edit, it doesn't like it. Right. It has to do too much work. So I, for the, for the, the initial down. cutting of the material, I use OpenShot. Yeah. And then I, I save that file, and then I do the audio and the effects and the other fancy little bits with the... Transitions. Uh, I don't really use transitions, okay. but the other bits and pieces I do with uh, uh, Move A. Right. What, what do you do like special effects then? Yeah, a little bit. Now there's even like graphics that pop up and stuff and we text had Ri- and stuff. Yeah, oh, that's cool. We had Richie around here the other night, and he was um, well, he's going to do a music video for us. But anyway, that's by the by. What, what happened to the script that you were doing? Richie said oh, that the, the yeah. actor that you this this Hollywood dude was oh, turned out to be a right one. Well, yeah, you fired him, right? So in October, what? November. Um, I got the new Ekamai apartment, which is like my creative studio, my bachelor pad, my creative studio. And Richie was not on set because filming had locked down. And we had the job to rewrite Dark Karma, which was originally written by award-winning screenwriter Don Linder, who wrote The Cave and wrote um, um, The Last Executioner. Um, but his script wasn't good enough for the guy in LA who apparently had the money. Um, so we sat down and we re- we wrote rewrote that script every day for I guess about a month. Um, so that was a heavy process, but really good fun. Did you get paid? Um, <laughs> we had we signed a contract which had a. Um, I think it started at it started at ten, then it got higher. So, the longer they took to pay us, the more they would have to eventually pay us. So we did like a sliding scale sort of thing to try and um, speed them up. 
Um, but then the guy in LA who um, had the money or the majority of the money was dicking us around, so we sacked him. And then we found um, um, an investor in Australia and some guys in India as well. And obviously India is in a real mess at the moment. Um, so That's what Richie was talking about. He was saying that, that they've got this massive grant of money, right? Yeah, this um, billionaire Bollywood um, consortium mm. who um, who like Dark Karma and it's on their desk, um, but they're not shifting. They're supposed to be setting up an office in Bangkok, um, this outfit, uh, but nobody can leave India at the moment. They're stuck mm. there. So COVID really fucked us on, uh, on Dark Karma. Yeah. But Dark Karma's been going on for seven years now, so... Another little fucking have you bump been, in the road. Have you been involved with it since the beginning? I've been involved in it since 2018. So I've been right. on board for three years. Mm. I, need to, I just need to get a drink. So, um... No, I got my Heineken 0% here. Which is weird. You, like, drink it and you feel like you actually... A bit tipsy. A bit tipsy, but you're not. It's the brain being tricked by <laughs> the taste of the stuff. Right. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Don't worry. Don't worry, kids. I know you might have had a panic attack there while I was away. But, um, James, how old's your son now? Uh, how's, how's your boy? 15? <laughs> that was a bit of a pivot. Uh, <laughs> no, no, because I was going to say, what, what? I mean, what, are the kids today growing up with psychosis because they're all going crazy? I mean, what? Well, the eldest is um, 17. He'll be 18 in July. Mm. Um, he's working at a, um ice cream shop in... Um, Seventons. No, it's this Boston um, American. Yeah, Boston ice cream, yeah, I know. Uh, but it's not called Boston. It's called something else. It's got like a German name. Right. Um, anyway, so he's working there and he's studying for his uh, entrance exam to Chulalong Kong to the university. And how, how different is he to how you were at 17? A lot, or is it very similar? Uh, you can see the similarities with any teenagers, I think, mm. like just moody moody a lot of the time you're yeah. just figuring out shit you know the whole like concept of the world that's been presented to you is like you realise it's a bit of a fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a bit of a con it's a bit of a yeah. facade so there's a little bit of anger and I think kids that age should be out um, hunting animals and uh, having uh, rites of passage rites of passage um, and there's nothing really um, apart from you know Shagging and fighting. But, you know, so, so, <laughs> fighting and shagging. Two of the oldest professions, actually, in the world. Prostitution and uh, fighting, right? Well, we've been doing those two things longer than anything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I used to uh, fight while I was shagging. <laughs> I was a that, rapist. That's called a frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just one struggle after another. <laughs> This woman stamps on mum's head in vicious pizza shop attack as baby daughter clings on. <laughs> the head, or like... Where's the baby daughter? Wow. Oh. Oh wow. Jesus. Oh. <gasps> Holy shit. That was a real fucking. Oh my lord. As her daughter held on 
No, no, it didn't. Where was the daughter that held on? Do you feel robbed of a daughter holding on? I don't get it, but she's pretty fit, though. Would you would you sleep with her? But she's got blood all over her face. Yeah, that's the that's even better. <laughs> At least it's not coming out the other end. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, so where were we? Eighty-one-year-old grandmother. I think I've just deleted the page. Actually, oh dear, I'm deleting them all now. This is descending to chaos again. What about this one then? Oh no, that's counting. <laughs> look at this photo, Neil. Look at the size of him compared to everyone else. <laughs> look at that. Is that uh, Jordan? Yeah, you can, I think. I think. I don't think we can really say it, but uh, not Jordan who used to be on this show, by the way. It why looks a bit like him. Why can't we say it? Like? <laughs> because it, you can't say it, Neil. Because he's, he's one of the protected class, let's put it that way, in more ways than one. Like, he's he's playing every single card that you can play. And to, to say something about this guy would mean immediate cancellation. So, let's have a this. My partner's do spoiled and smelly dog has ruined our relationship. This is the dear Deirdre. I'm 28, he's 29. Well, that's old for a dog, isn't it? 29. What do you think? Pretty old, I... Dog years. Is it years in dog years, or... Is yeah. It? So, I'm 28, he, he's 29. We met two years ago. I didn't know he had a chihuahua. It wasn't a problem then, because it went for from sleep... Because I... Because it went for sleepovers at his ex's house. But now we've moved in together, and I'm 20 weeks pregnant. I've tried to like the dog, take it on walks, and play with it, but the truth, truth is, I hate it. I'm actually a dog lover. And I have a dog myself, which my parents care for. Yeah, okay. She's a dog lover. She has a dog herself, and it's at her parents' house because she can't find anything else to look after it anymore. Um, but I can't bring my own pet here because my partner's dog has viciously attacked it several times. This chihuahua molts everywhere. It yaps, cries, and whines all the time. If my partner has a shower, it sits outside crying. It constantly whines if we don't feed it human food or play with it. Worst of all, my partner lets it sleep in our bedroom and it stands at the end of the bed howling whenever we attempt to be intimate. <laughs> I didn't know. It stands at the end of the bed howling. <laughs> um, worst of all, my partner lets it sleep... Oh, no, I've just done that. The dog disgusts me. Um, whenever we turn... It's a miracle I got pregnant and it's ruining our sex life. The dog disgusts me. It coughs, <laughs> splutters and drips bodily fluid all over the floor. It also stinks and it's so noisy, the sound of it breathing now winds me up. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of this dog breathing just makes you so angry. <laughs> my partner bathes it regularly using our towels and then puts them in the washing machine. My clothes come out covered in dog hair. <laughs> the thought of having my baby anywhere near these dogs makes me so anxious. I'm scared for my baby's health and its safety. <laughs> <laughs> so they have, a, they have a kid already. This, this weekend, things came to a head. I expressed my concerns to my partner, and he was so upset that you haven't spoken in three days. <laughs> I know he loves the dog, but I'm thinking of leaving him. It's me or the dog. <laughs> I haven't spoken in three days. <coughs> what do you think dear Deirdre is going to say about this, James? Well, I think you should talk to Compromise. him about the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you? What would Doctor Strange say? Doctor Strange would say, "Leave, leave, <laughs> leave, leave the house." Leave yeah. Well, speaking the dog. of doctors, actually, we, um, <coughs> we, uh, for those of you who don't know, this strange life we employ about 
it's about 300 people total, right? Uh, our podcast is quite a big enterprise, bigger than most people would imagine. We have about 300 people and we have a, a couple of buildings in the world. We have one in Bangkok downtown and one in London. And uh, James and I came came to this Strange Life Towers, TSL Towers today. And uh, we, we've, the truth is we've had to furlough most of our employees, right? And uh, But there was the uh, Belfast Dave, the uh, security guard who was downstairs and... Um, He's he's been he's one of the few that we've kept on. So there's Belfast Dave and there's you know Liverpool and John, and there's you know a couple of receptionists and stuff. And um, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but um, suffice to say, uh, it was a sad state of affairs, wasn't it? Well, they're not being paid, but they they still just hang around like ghosts. You know, they've got no nowhere else to go. Are we not paying Belfast? No, we Dave? let him go. Um, we well, he's off the payroll. You know. Right. Should we get should we get him in? Belfast Dave can someone give him a call <laughs> no let's not do that <laughs> hey, how are you doing lad you're <laughs> Belfast Dave does not accept a responsibility for these atrocities I'm sorry we're coming all the way from the Gervaki Road we're coming all the way from Gervaki Road um, what's the uh, what's the whole the seven counties. The seven counties. How dare you? You ever talk to me like that again and I shall kneecap you and I will shoot you in the head and I will not think twice about shagging your son. Yes, you're back to Stormont. <laughs> Stormont. The Stormont. Uh, yeah. Yes, anyway. Back to Dublin, Mike. She'll be Dublin in pain, Mike. Right, that's fucking true, that, yes. So, anyway, sorry, Belfast John, you're just going to have to go. <laughs> uh, so, um, what, what would uh, Uncle Strange say about this? He's got to leave. <laughs> She's got to leave, right? That, that dog is a metaphor for what for will happen with the child. Yeah. It's being used as a weapon. The child's just going to stand at the end of the bed howling and <laughs> it it's going to be molting everywhere and bodily fluids. <laughs> well, it will. It'll be bodily fluids Yapping everywhere. At them. It's going to be making noises. It's going to be crying. It's going to require cleaning, using towels. It'll probably need to eat human food as well after the milk. That will finished. cry for human food. Well, the baby will definitely cry yeah, for It will definitely food. be howling and crying for food. I mean, get over yourself. Um... I don't know. I think I think they're both awful people. Clearly, I think he's an absolute tosser for having such a dog in the first place. Um, you don't know a fan of Chihuahuas. No man has a Chihuahua. <laughs> I did for about a week, and then my wife got me got rid of it. Anyway, listen to this. So Deirdre says. So this is a dear Deirdre column. You would really regret leaving your partner because of his demanding dog. Given you have an otherwise good relationship. Yeah, you've got to think that the relationship is not very good if this is the if this has become a real problem. But given that you have an otherwise good relationship and are having a baby together, you need to find a compromise. Rather than saying you hate the dog, which will make him defensive, tell him you're worried about bringing a baby into this environment. Ask if you can help by changing the way he treats the dog and introduce some boundaries. It's perfectly reasonable to ask that the dog sleeps downstairs. Maybe you could hire a dog trainer and take it to the vet to find out why it's dripping fluid. <laughs> Perhaps it's got a prolapsed anus, I don't know. Uh, suggest he buys the dog its own set of towels and takes them to the laundrette. My support pack... 
looking after your relationship well. And she has a support pack for this sort of situation. Yeah. It's full of dog treats, uh, basically. Doggy pampers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, let's do a couple more. Chlamydiot. That is the, one of the best titles I've ever seen. Chlamydiot. My boyfriend can't keep it in his pants and now he's giving me an STI. Oh, I think this is too, too run in the mill, actually. This is better one. Listen to this. Hide and go seek. My penis keeps disappearing. It's ruining our sex life. How does your penis disappear? How fat do you have to be before your penis keeps randomly disappearing into your abdomen? Listen to this. He's only fucking, what's this, three and a half years old as well. <laughs> he's 28, he's not really three. Um, my penis... Sorry, that was Peter Phillick. My penis keeps disappearing into my abdomen and it's ruining my relationship. It tends to happen when I'm stressed or nervous and it can take up to an hour for it to return to normal. My girlfriend and I have been together for three years and this has never used to be a problem. She's 27 and I'm 28. Is that stone? Or <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. We've always had a really active sex life, getting intimate five or six times a week. Whoa! Uh, but during lockdown, I gained two and a half stone. I now weigh more than 17 stone. Jesus Christ, he was 14 and a half in the start. How, how many that's, kilograms? That's is a it? lot, isn't it, I think? Oh, I think I might be 14 stone, actually. So I think I'm, I think I'm being a bit gre gregarious in this uh, assumption. Shit, I'm on 14 stone. I'm 95 kilograms now. Well, I'm, I'm close to 14. I must be 13. Holy so. shit. So, I was going to mock him for a minute, but no, I'm not going to mock him anymore. So. <coughs> so, so, give it two months, your penis could be disappearing, Mickey. <laughs> right, do not let him turn up. As the pants pile on, I got more self-conscious and taking my clothes off. I don't off. understand how it can happen. Sexy months. My partner understands, but I'm so worried that... How does your how's your I don't how's understand it inside? It. You must have. I mean, for me, that that would mean I must have like twelve inches of fat, you know, for for my penis to completely disappear yeah. inside. So there must be a cavity. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I understand people that are really, really, really fat. Yeah. It would flap over, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. What, what what did your mate call it, Neil? The uh, for the cock, the veranda, yeah, yeah. building a veranda for your cock. <laughs> 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 <A> veranda, <laughs> uh, uh, a portico. I'm trying to find the one about the dude who has the sex with the other dude. Anyway, we're gonna have to wrap this up soon, but um. Oh, let me try this one. Let me try and find this I one. I remember first. the story. It was a guy drinking in the pub. Yes. And he gets chatting to the barman. Yeah. And a few drinks led to a few more. And he couldn't remember much. And he's totally not gay, this guy. Totally he's not gay. totally not gay. But he wakes up in bed with the barman. Totally not and gay. And then they have sex, though. Then they have sex after they've, you know... I mean, I can see him waking up... In the morning with the sore ass and maybe a, a used I'm condom thinking, oh hanging my, out of his anus. I'm not gay, shit, what happened. Yeah. Even then, even then, if you're blackout drunk. Is it, you, you know, you can kind of, yeah, yeah. You, even, you're, okay, when you get blackout drunk, there's an autopilot yeah. that takes charge. And that autopilot can... It's going to get you through certain situations you alive. Can, you can't wake up 
with strangers. You know, I've woken up with strangers, but they've always been of my orientation. Yeah. So the robot inside so me... So dogs, basically. Woken <laughs> 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 up with a chihuahua, <laughs> pit bull. <laughs> Sorry. But the robot knows, right? The robot knows what you like. Yes. Even when you're blackout drunk. So if you wake up with a, with a dude, you like dudes. Simple as that. And he had sex with a dude the next morning. Mm-hmm. He had sex. Yeah. And he's questioning whether he's gay or not. I think he's probably gay. You know, the worst thing about me is, you know, you wake up with some dude after an out on the beer... They must be stinking, and their breath, and their fucking... I mean, that's the one thing about women, that they, they smell generally smell a bit nicer than guys, right? Generally. And, don't they, though? But imagine waking up next to some dude after night, and the booze, and, like, the breath, and the fucking... The fart... Yeah, oh, like... God! Just lifts up the covers, he's farted, man, and it's like... It's a hot fart, so, you know, it, it actually makes it... It actually makes your leg... And yeah, it's sticking to you. Do you imagine the? the and he tried to touch oven, you Because know, women don't sweat that much as well. Yeah. Right. But I know when I wake up and I'm hungover, I'm sticky and like yeah. Yeah. being stuck to some fucking imagine hairy to have Italian sex with dude. yourself. And then just oh yeah, I'm not I'm not gay, but I got caught up in the heat at the moment. Bullshit, buddy. You're fucking gay as a carnival. Did you know? Gay as a carnival. Did you know that one woman actually died of a Dutch oven? Yeah, yeah, like it's total bullshit, isn't it? I think. Let's Google it. Verify this once before. Yeah, it was it was definitely fake. Yeah. A great story though. <laughs> Auschwitz. Dutch oven homicide. Like. Here we go. <laughs> husband convicted of manslaughter after Dutch husband goes in inverted horribly commas wrong. horribly wrong. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Uh, so, <laughs> a man was convicted of manslaughter for asking and killing his wife with the Dutch oven. In the culinary world, the Dutch oven is a thick-walled iron cooking pot with a tight-fitting lid. In common vernacular, however, a Dutch oven refers to the crude act of passing gas under the covers in bed and then pulling those covers over the head of the bed's other occupant, trapping him or her inside a foul-smelling air pocket. <laughs> In 2017, the Ronson Writer website published an article about a man who had reportedly been convicted of manslaughter after pulling a Dutch oven on his wife and accidentally suffocated her. <laughs> Mr. Blind Flannery was convicted of seven degree, second degree manslaughter today at Peckham Govan Ground Court, receiving a five year suspended sentence for the accidental death of his wife, Gloria Flannery, <laughs> by toxic suffocation. And he by toxic suffocation, yes. And he gave her a Dutch oven that went, as the judge said, horribly, horribly wrong. The case for prosecution against the charge of murder, putting it to the court that late one weekday evening, as Mrs. Flanty was reading a Jackie Collins novel in bed and unwinding for sleep, she was suddenly forcibly pinned under the duvet by Mr. Flannery, who sealed the edges with his weight while simultaneously releasing, <laughs> releasing an enormous ba- an enormous <laughs> for, like... bolus. What's a bolus? He, he B-O-L-U-S. 
bowl. Well, simultaneously recently, an almost bolus of flat. Bolus? Like, with something to do with bowls, I guess? Like. It says that, doesn't it? Bolus. You see that? Yeah. Couldn't look that up, man. Like, yeah. Bolus. Yeah. While simultaneously, while simultaneously releasing an enormous bolus of flatulence, which displaced the available oxygen, so that Mrs. Flannery passed out nearly instantly and was dead within thirty seconds. Bolus, B-O-L-S. Thank you, uh, Irish John, for yeah. reading that. Um, six years later, the article continu- continues to circulate via email and social media via email. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just get those round robin emails? Death by like it was these emails with like all the different coloured wow. text and stuff that he used to send to Bolus, uh, a type of large pill used in medicine, or a small rounded mass of a substance, uh, okay. especially of chewed food at the moment of swallowing. Yeah, so it's not really a gas, but mm. yeah, a single dose of a drug. Or medicinal preparation given all at once. Okay, well, let's end this podcast then because I've got a couple of boluses to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, I think we've done enough there. What, what we'll know? 44 again, know, 44, so yeah, yeah, we'll edit this down into something yeah, digestible. Something digestible, and it would be a nice bolus of uh, sort of. A bolus of filth. Audit- an auditory bolus. And uh, So thanks for joining us. We've been This Strange Life. This is our third po- first podcast after one year. And we hope that we did you proud. We were a bit rough, but uh, it's, a bit it's, it's to be expected, though, isn't it? Yes. And I thought we did rather well. So I'm Mike. Uh, he's JD Strange. And he's Neil. And <laughs> sorry, he's Dutchy. <laughs> that was a bolus from my anal region. I'm have to cut that out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, goodbye. See you.